0: is the unconventional education show what is going on everybody welcome to another episode of the unconventional education show where we talk entrepreneurship we talk mindset and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself all right, today you guys are in for a treat because I have with me my boy, Alex Hartself. We were talking about his last name before. He was saying like people used to call him hair stuff, what all these crazy, crazy <laughs> shit. We're getting into our, like our last names yeah. and all the spinoffs that we've received. <laughs> but I'm pumped to have him on and it's pretty funny. So Alex and I connected through Instagram. You guys hear me on this podcast all the time talk about how people are doing things terribly wrong. And Alex is a great example of someone who, went about building a relationship and goes about building his business through social media in such a professional way. And, you know, we just connected, we were just having conversation months go by and we actually started working together. But give you guys a little background. Alex is the head of operations for Henson media and what they do is help e-com brands who are currently one to 200 million revenue scale their brands through social media ads and this guy is just the truth. I love his his vibe. I love the message he brings to the world. His professionalism. So, just excited to have with me today, Alex Hartshoff.
1: What's good, bro? Man, John, thanks a lot. I appreciate that info, man, or that that introduction. I'm gonna try my best to live up to all the hype, but I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to be here.
0: Ah, you'll live up to it, bro. I'm sure of it. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's start here, Alex. So like i always just ask people it's just like what's your story that's like the best question to ask people so let's just start with like your background man, just kind of leading up to you know getting becoming the head of operations for a media agency yeah man
1: it's been uh it's been a long and interesting journey i was actually talking through this with someone else yesterday and it's funny how you know you start in one place and you have all these plans and aspirations of how your life's gonna go how your career trajectory will be and then you know fate or or reality whatever you want to call it has a funny way of being like ha you thought that's what's going to happen so uh yeah my i've been all over the place man in in college i had the i guess you could call it the quote-unquote entrepreneurial hustle or spirit um ran a sneaker company selling we sold yeezys jordan's adidas all that kind of stuff back when that was um first getting started back in like 2013-2014 sold watches for a while, um, did just about, I did taxes for an independent tax firm that I I helped start. So I've done, you know, a lot of different things over time. Coming out of college, I didn't have any plans. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hope for the best. And so one of my friends who was in my fraternity, he asked if I wanted to come intern at a finance place. And I was like, fuck it. I don't have any other options. So sure, let's give this a shot. Uh, started working there for a while. That's when I first got in tune with Gary V and his style of content. And so, um, yeah, if you're seeing his whole message of like, if you got something to say, turn your phone around, start saying it, you know, this is the opportunity that social media is presenting, all these things. I had a history of using social media to sell sneakers, to sell watches, to do my tax, tax uh, return services. So I, I had a history of using it and so I figured, you know, fuck it, why not? I don't like the way that people are doing stuff in finance. Uh there was a lot of like cold calling, door knocking, passing out your fucking business card. It just didn't seem to be up to you know what what, what was possible. And so that was in 2017, started making all these videos and I me mean, talking about financial concepts and in and, and all in an effort to try to get clients. Um a couple of, of months into making the videos, the it was a really big finance firm I was working for. And so the finance firm sent me a message that said, Hey, we saw your videos. Super cool. Um, they're against, the terms of what you're allowed to do as an advisor for this firm. There's a lot of red tape and things around what you can and can't say on the internet for financial advisors, which, which makes a lot of sense, but I guess they didn't want to chance it with a 24 year old kid at the time spouting off at the mouth on social media about, you know, money and things like that. And so, yeah, they were like, you can either keep making your, I'll never forget. They say you can keep making your little videos or you can keep working here. And I'm, you know, kind of a kind of a stubborn guy. So in not so many words, I told them all to go fuck themselves. And then I'll see you later. And then I'll go do my own thing. And so yeah, um, that is my my journey into the finance world when I started really getting social media heavy. Um, at that point, left the finance thing and just went all in on social media. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was gathering traction. I was getting followers. I had no idea of a business plan. I thought, okay, fuck it. I'll just offer like financial services over the internet, which I didn't know at the time. There's also a lot of red tape and regulations around like how you can offer investment advice and things like that. So I was like, okay, finance is not the finance is not the way that we're going to go with this I guess we'll stick with the social media path because for some reason I I seem to have a natural understanding of how to get attention Um, and maybe that's just for me being an attention whore since I was a little kid I don't know I I wanted to be an actor when I was growing up and so uh, maybe that had something to do with it Um, but anyway yeah so um, saw the opportunity that was having um, with the, with the Instagram stuff and social media. And a lot of people were asking me, you know, how do you grow your Instagram? How do you do that? And so I just kind of squished into teaching, coaching, consulting on the marketing side of things. And then I met my partner while doing that, um, who was in Arizona at the time, but then we linked up and started this agency and it's almost shit almost two years ago now. So yeah, I've been doing that ever since. And I think that's the long and short version of the story.
0: I love it, man. And I love, so was your kind of entrepreneurial light bulb, as I like to say, turned on when you you started flipping like
1: sneakers and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, dude, to be honest with you, I've always been like somewhat I hate using the term like hustler and shit like that. Like I don't, I I think it's kind of corny and played out at this point, but like I've always been like I was 12 years old working in my uncle's pawn shop. Like I've always been doing something to sell, flip, whatever. Um, but yeah, but been doing that for a long time. So I, I, I at a young age, man. And you know, I collected basketball cards. And then I did, you know, the, the typical thing that it seems like every entrepreneur does when they're 12 years old. So yeah, man, that's kind of been, I think that is probably when.
0: I love it, dude. And it's funny because I feel the same way. I remember the first time I made a profit because I used to work in, you know, kitchens and like 30 hours a week behind the grill, behind the fry later. And the moment I made a profit, It was. It was even before that. It was just when I saw the opportunity that you can do something non-traditional where you're trading time for money. Like you can take something like sneakers, and I did this with sports jerseys online, and you can create a profit from that. And I, I feel like that simple, like, just task of making a profit just changes your whole outlook on life and what's possible. Yeah,
1: bro. Once you realize that, like, there's ways to make money, like, especially on the internet. Like when I started realizing, like, holy shit, I can like just put stuff on social media and people will like hit me up and they're like, they got money and they like want to buy the shit I'm selling. And so, yeah, it's, I, I agree with you on that.
0: It's nuts, dude. And I love your story too about, cause I, I know multiple people that have shared the exact same story that you have working for financial firms and starting to build something on social media and mm-hmm. them. And, and like you said, it makes a lot of sense because the financial industry does have really tight regulations, but like what were the emotions, bro, when when they're telling you that your little videos uh, aren't going to fly anymore? <laughs>
1: Dude, it, it was a mix of things. I think part of me was was relieved because I was looking for an opportunity to exit that because I knew from the start. Like I'm I'm not a numbers guy. That's just not my thing. I'm a people person, and so it's very hard to be in finance when you're not a numbers guy, right? Mm. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it was it was a bit of relief from that, but definitely like I was anxious and overwhelmed and stressed. Like, well, fuck, I guess I'm gonna have to do this all on my own then. Like, here we go. But you know, at that time, I was. I was hyped up on so much fucking Gary Vee that I was like, I can take on the world. Like I can do anything. So
0: that's so I funny. Mean, I
1: was, yeah, excited, hopeful, relieved, a bit anxious for sure. A bit, a bit, uh, you know, shit, I hope this works kind of mentality. But yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, at that point there was no turning back.
0: Love it, man. So you step away from the job, you, you start doing social media, you're kind of like pivoting as you go, but you're growing an audience. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to start there, man, because you have a great following. You have great content. You have great engagement. Like, let's just start with how did you build that and gain oh, that yeah. type of traction,
1: man? A lot of things. I I was very I was very excuse me I was very uh, adamant from the beginning, and I I, I I guess I keep talking about Gary V because I guess I didn't realize how much that impacted me in the beginning. But you know, coming from a guy who Consumed a lot of his content when he started. I was very adamant about, like, I'm gonna put forth like me 100% me, authentically be me. And if people don't like it, well, then you know, for lack of a better phrase, fuck them. Mm -hmm. Like, that it is what it is. And so, um, I think that that is super important. I think that people know when you're trying to act like someone else or when you're trying to portray somebody. You ever watch something on social media and you're like, I don't know what it is, but something is not right about this guy, whatever it is. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that that's, I think that's really easy to spot, especially like now that it's 2020 and, and social media has been big for a while and there's all these like scammers and shit out there. People know when you're full of shit. So I think that's one being super authentic and shit. Um, number two, I think that there's a lot you can do just on your actual profile itself to help increase like people sticking. I think it's what you put in your bio. I think it's titles on your videos that grab attention. I think it's having scroll stoppers, things that are going to make people watch, like even just, even just like having big buildings in the background. If you can have a city location, like just shit like that is you, you you have to realize that you're in a constant battle against the millions of other creators for people's attention. And so whatever you can do to help yourself get more of that attention, um, is, is going to be huge. And so that's big. And I think that one of the biggest things that I think is like really undervalued on social media is networking, which is like, obviously how we met, um, you know, at the beginning when I have four or 5,000 followers, like reaching out to all of these people and all these pages that have hundreds of thousands of followers, just trying to be genuine, just trying to make a real connection, really just trying to make a friendship, And after that friendship, you know, you'll start sharing their shit. They'll start sharing your shit. And especially when they have really big audiences, I know that, um, that was really huge for me in the beginning. And I think that in a world where everything is so like, Oh, I liked your picture. I commented on it. Like, I think we really miss the whole human connection, right? Just sending a DM to a random person that's not in an attempt to get money out of them is almost unheard of these days. Right. And so that's where that's where I think there's a lot of opportunity just making really good connections. Cause you know, there's a corny phrase that Grant Cordell says, your, your network is your net worth, but it's facts. And I think the same thing is like your social network is going to be what you end up having the social net worth of, if that makes sense.
0: Totally bro. And I think, I mean, everything you said, I I completely agree with. And I think the genuine networking is something, I think that's what's lacking right now. People are just seeing the opportunity, like, hey, we can monetize on social media. Let's just copy and paste this message and send it to as many people as we can and see if the shit sticks against the wall, kind of. That's really the 100%. approach.
1: I mean that's i and you you've worked in sales long enough, you know that the the vast majority of people who are in sales or are trying to sell a service have the mindset of sales is just a numbers game. If I send it to enough people, then enough percentage will respond, enough percentage will get on the phone with me, and enough percentage will close so that's how they that's how they do their entire social media or sales strategy, and like that's. That works if you're just trying to see if I can get dollars and cents out of the pipeline. Like it'll definitely work, but long term, it's not going to build. It's not going to build a brand. It's not going to build a relationships, and all the, the relationships that you do get out of it are going to be very transactional. Just like, hey, can you perform this service for this amount of money? Yes or no. If no, then fuck you. Right. <laughs> and like that's and and you know to 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 even kind of give a dive into like the importance of building relationships on the sales side of things is like there are lots of times when something that would have been a deal breaker for someone between our business like them being like no we don't want to do business with you anymore is the fact that we have such a relationship and that they understand that like look we are doing everything that we fucking can in order to make sure that the the deal that we had originally established is getting taken care of and because they have that trust because they know that we're genuine that we're authentic that we're doing all these things they're more lenient to allow us to have the wiggle room to figure shit out. So I, you know, it's, 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 it's really beneficial to not (laughs) for a million reasons. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that to not just be in a transactional mindset when you're on social media, when you're doing sales, when you're doing really anything.
0: Totally, man. Totally. I, and you were, you were speaking about something you were saying like, Doing things that are catchy, right? If you're traveling, you're on an island somewhere, people are going to be like, what's this motherfucker dope to right now? Like, how is he That's on an island? Or there's big buildings behind you. They're like, how is this person in the city? I want to know what your take is on the kind of fake it till you make it attitude on Instagram. <laughs> I, wanted, like, I, I mean, want to be raw here. Like, I want you to know like the people yeah, that bro. <laughs> are flaunting shit that they can't afford, like buying followers, buying engagement, like doing all that stuff in hopes that it, there is going to be like a tipping point where
1: it all comes together. Like, what's your take? bro the the thing about that is like i'm i'm fifty fifty on it. I think that faking it till you make it you're gonna get found out eventually that you were faking it if that's your long term strategy, but also like perception is reality and so like you are there people who have sold more courses because they went and rented a lambo like absolutely but i have a feeling that if you're having to do things like that in order to promote yourself or your products your brand your services whatever something in the pipeline something between like your service and what it does for the customer is going to be messed up in one way or another. Either you're not authentic or you don't deliver on your services or, you know, something is messed up because if you, if it wasn't, you wouldn't have to go out and rent a fucking Lambo. Mm. Like you would, you would either a have the money for a Lambo or B, know, the product or service of the brand itself is enough to, you know, get people to, you know, take you up on your offer. And so, um, I think it's, I think that it can have Good short-term results and t- incredibly terrible long-term results.
0: Hmm. That's well put. It's well put. What do because, you think? I mean, I, I think I'm fifty fifty as well because I-, I know, and this is like a little bit off, but it's re- it's relevant. I know you're a big hip hop and rap guy, yeah, and those guys in their music videos and stuff like all that shit's always rented. It's coming from the record labels and they're just flaunting shit that they don't normally have. And they're putting on this image of like all of these crazy chains and diamonds and women and parties and stuff and mansions Facts. that they really don't own, but they're creating that image. And eventually it can build into them like actually having that and being able to afford it. Yeah. It doesn't happen with everyone, but I think with social media, it's, it's also similar because it's so flooded right now that you almost have to play the game to win the game. And it's something that I hesitate on. Cause I like to be as authentic as I can. And even like the stuff that I have, the nicer things I kind of, and like, I don't really talk about the money I make or anything like that. Cause I just don't want to be that guy, but it, on some sure. on the same, uh, what is it? Same flip of the same coin or whatever. You, you kind of <laughs> have to, you kind of have to, because you're competing against people that are doing it. You know what I mean?
1: yeah i think that there are i think i completely agree with you and i think that there are more subtle ways to express the Uh, let's say, status that you have other than just, you know, a Lambo or a bag of cash. I mean, even just things like, and this is, (laughs) it's kind of difficult, but like, you know, our, our office is in a really nice building and it's up high on the, on the fucking, you know, in the sky and it's, you know, all glass windows and shit like that. And so just taking pictures in there, like this is my workspace, like, to some degree is like a light flex. Cause I'm like, look mm. at the fucking place that I'm working at. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not trying to just be like, Oh, look at the fucking place I work at. Like it's so fucking badass. Like I'm trying to show you genuinely what's going on in my life. And I think that that's, that's where that line is. If you actually drive a fucking Lambo every day, for sure post that shit, like nothing wrong with it. Uh, if you you know if you actually walk around with six fucking chains on and and you know and you got 30 bitches with you like a rapper like (laughs) that's dope like more power to you you're living a hell of a life right now but you know when when you have to make up publicity stunts in order to get more clout I think that's I think if that's like ever the driving factor like should I invest a thousand dollars so that I can get more likes on social media unless that is going to provide some sort of like ROI for you, like, uh, the sales and things like that, then I think that you're very, uh, I think you're misguided somewhere.
0: Totally agree, man. I totally agree. I think as you get more results, you get more comfortable. Like once you've helped people, like I know with your agency, you guys have helped tons of businesses grow their revenue through ads and stuff like that. And it's like, once you've started helping people and you have real results, I think you feel more comfortable. But I I just had with my first network marketing company, I talk about this a lot, how with that experience, there was a lot of guys who I caught and knew were lying about their income. They're flexing shit that they couldn't really afford and like doing all this over the top stuff to get people to join our business. And when you're behind the scenes, and you're seeing people operate that way, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So I even as like, Dude, I lived in in Italy for nearly a year, traveling to a different country every weekend. And at that time, like right now, I'm good because I know I've helped people and I've created results for people. But at that time, I felt weird about posting it, even though I was actually living it because of that past experience, man. it's A hundred percent.
1: Dude, I get that. And again, I think a lot of this goes down to like what's more important, your perception of yourself or your perception of what you think other people perceive about you. And if you care more about what other people think about you than what you think about yourself, then you're always going to be doing stuff, trying to flex and trying to act cool, trying to get clout, trying to get whatever. And like to be completely fucking a hunter with you, I'll keep it, you know, straight up. Uh, A lot of the reason that I don't post on social media anymore and, and do all that stuff is like, I know for a fact, the reason that I started this whole social media thing in the first place, like, yes, part of it was to get more business and to help people out do all that. But part of it was selfish. Part of it's like, I want to be accepted. I want to be like, I want people to like my shit. Like I want people to tell me I'm awesome. And so, you know, coming to that realization over the last year, year and a half, understanding that like, it's no longer about me, it's about the team and shit like that. That's why I don't put content out anymore, or at least not as much. If it's not directly helpful for the people that I'm trying to serve, there's no point in putting it out. And so, yeah, I think I think a lot of people come to that realization when they post on social media a lot. I think a lot of people realize that likes and clout and all that shit does nothing for you, like literally nothing for you um, outside of boost your ego, which is never a good thing um, but yeah I mean it's it's social media is an interesting place that's for sure totally dude and I
0: want to move on into actual ads but first because I brought <laughs> up I brought up the rappers and the hip-hop stuff please please I, I like I'll see where all right so I love rap and hip-hop it's one of my biggest motivators they epitomize entrepreneurship at its absolute
1: core 100% and at its core at its best and at its worst
0: 100% yeah like exactly <laughs> exactly and I'm a huge fan and I just wanted to like just kind of hear like how do you how'd you get in, so into rap and hip-hop?
1: So I'm, I'm from Memphis right and Memphis is a really big rap city like the 3-6 Mafia um, you know Juicy J like there's a lot of, of historical roots in, in hip-hop in Memphis and so I've always just been into it I guess like I got into 3-6 Mafia when I was like Twelve years old, I'm like, you know, six, 12 year old white kid going to a private school, bumping like we blow pills, like bumping <laughs> that shit like it's cool or whatever. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just, I just really, uh, I really relate to it a lot. I think that um, you're right. It's, it's the epitome or core of entrepreneurship. I mean, everything in my playlist is about making money or hustling or doing something sure the way that a lot of them hustle is you know let's say dictated by their socio economic environment and so you know maybe they don't make the best choices when they hustle but you know i i i very much understand their their driving factors and what they're trying to get out of it and so to speak to what you said earlier about the guys who have the fake chains and the and the whatever Like I think you can really tell that and this goes back even further to our conversation about authenticity. Like you can, at least as a guy who's been listening to rap music for 15 years, I can tell when someone is legit or full of shit in their raps and in that regard, the people who get really, really popular really quickly without a shitload of a budget from a record label behind them are people who are legit. Like, I don't know if you listen to young Dolph, but he's a guy from Memphis and he completely independent. 100% of what he says is shit that he's done. And the, you know, I hate to say the quote, like the streets rock with him because I'm white as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's a fact, like, people fuck with him, because they know he's legit, you can listen to that, same with, like, Gucci, same with, like, Future, same with, like, a lot of rappers like that, and so, yeah, I mean, I just, I enjoy, I enjoy the story, I enjoy, and just the fucking beats are hard as shit, like, it's, (laughs) fucking it bumps, right, and so, you like that, too, so it's it's a little, I mean, I I love the story, but, like, not going to lie. I'd love to get ratchet. Like I'm from Memphis. Like I love getting ratchet to some ratchet ass music. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. And it's, <laughs> it's funny. Cause like so many things you're saying, like I grew up for the most part on a 26 acre organic vegetable farm in rural Connecticut nice. and hip hop and rap is <laughs> some of my favorite music. <laughs> and it's like, you, you look at like, yeah, you can't relate to their, like, actual day to day, what they're going through and what they're talking about. But like like, like the I've deeper. never
1: shot somebody. Right. Like, you know, and I wasn't
0: working the corner, you know what I mean? Like Fast. I was out here flipping the weight on the corner, but it's <laughs> like I said, that epitome of entrepreneurship, it's just the mentality and like starting with nothing and just like going and the motivation and inspiration behind it is and like you said there's many other factors like it just sounds really good the beats and stuff like that but it was that was just something I wanted to touch on because I know you're super passionate about it but
1: yeah it's definitely it's definitely a big big motivator
0: for me. Hell yeah same trying to give so, me an iced out chain one day. I know dude and we need them bro like that's bro, it's a
1: media just wait, just wait on it.
0: <laughs> I love it bro I love it. So let let's move into this. So One thing that is happening right now is that the traditional ways that people sell a product, it's shifting drastically. Like like the days of dumping all your money into a Super Bowl commercial, like if you're a huge (laughs) company, just isn't the move. And a lot of those forms of advertisement just aren't really working as much. And I know you guys specialize in helping brands grow their revenue through ads on social media. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit on that shift and why people are buying on social media through ads?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think, I think the simplest way to sum that up is just a shift in attention, right? Less people are watching TV, more people are on their phones. People are on Facebook, and Instagram all day, every day. And so wherever the eyes are, it's where it makes the most sense to put your, uh, to put your advertising dollars And Plus like, it's, it's it's that plus what you can do with some of these platforms, right? I can't run a TV commercial and be like, hey, show it to everyone who's interested in like dog collars. But if I own a dog collar company, I can go on Facebook or Instagram and type in, hey, I want you to show this to every person who owns a dog collar or owns a dog and has bought dog food online in the last 30 days so that you know that they are the type of person who... God, sorry, I was getting a bunch of calls, um, so that you know that they're the type of person who uses online platforms to buy things. Well, you can with Facebook and Instagram ads, and I think that's, that's where that shift is happening. It's A, attention, and B, it's just the ability of what you can do with these platforms.
0: Yeah, I think it's incredible how we have that power to specifically target, like you said, I like that dog example, because that's really niche down, but it is so cool. Like, it, say, traditional advertisement. You buy a billboard. You don't know who the fuck's gonna drive by. You get a com- like a commercial on the TV <laughs> to some extent. Like, if you're doing, I guess the Super Bowl. That's a drastic example, but you know you're getting like NFL fans. But for the most part, you can't really pin it down to that targeted audience like you can on social media yeah
1: and and for sure with tv and radio like you can get a a demographic you know an overview of the demographics from the the station of like who normally watches that but you just you just don't have as much control
0: i love it um one thing i I feel is that the landscape of social media is shifting because like we were talking about this other day how like instagram just made all these changes like the the button you used to click to post content brings you to a real section right and um like the notifications are stuffed away and now there's a store on instagram that you can literally buy straight from instagram what are your predictions for the next few
1: years of like where i don't know that'll (laughs) be that'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens with this battle of tiktok and instagram um because obviously instagram is in the well, let's say Facebook is actually in the in the game of, of ripping off every good social media feature from other platforms and putting it all on Instagram and, and Facebook just to see if they can get that user base. And I think that they're doing a pretty fucking good job of it. I mean, Instagram stories are like the thing and, uh, you know, it'll be it'll just be it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. I think obviously Instagram is trying to make a huge play into like e-commerce and trying to get people to buy stuff directly from them. Uh, you know, if, if that's Facebook trying to go at Amazon, don't know how that'll work out. Amazon seems to be fucking doing pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it'll just be, it'll be really interesting to see what happens between um, basically Facebook versus the world. So that and that, I guess my prediction is like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Facebook versus everybody.
0: And you saw it the other day how there's articles coming out like the government needs to stop Facebook. It's basically like what they were saying, right?
1: Yeah, I remember them going to court for something similar in 2016, and then Mark Zuckerberg giving a big middle finger to the entirety of Congress. The funny thing about that was how it revealed how little Congress understood about even how social media like works. Like, they, I don't know if you watched some of the trial, but there were literally questions of the Congress people asking them, like, okay, if I make a profile on Facebook, like, are you saying that you have access to all my data? It's like, well, yeah, the only way that profile exists is if you put your data in there. And so it was just, it was, it was, it was funny to see like how far removed they are from understanding like how this all works, which. Because of that, because I feel like they're going in almost handicapped, it seems like Facebook's going to be able to just keep being like, "Screw y'all! Like we're going to do whatever we want until so this is technically illegal. Like there's nothing you can do to stop them." Right, and you so you, you think the Zuck is going to prevail once again? Fuck yeah. Bro, Zuck is A, he's a fucking alien. B, he owns like the most powerful, one of the most powerful companies in the world. And B, he's for like a hundred billion dollars. Like, bro, you can't tell that motherfucker nothing. (laughs) There's nothing you can say to Zuck.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's going to take a lot. Like, it's not just like, all right, we need to break these guys up. Like, it's a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting, man. I don't know how they're going to do, you know, they're, they're trying to make it where Facebook doesn't own Instagram anymore. I don't know how that'll work out. Side note, Facebook buying Instagram for a billion dollars is the best business deal that's ever happened in the history of fucking mankind. They bought WhatsApp for like $26 billion and paid a billy for IG. That's insane.
0: Dude, it's nuts. I mean, they're, they're literally a monopoly at this point. Facts
1: they they own the social media space and there are a couple other people who are trying to keep up
0: that's crazy so this this made me think of this um i think so in terms of ads people i think feel like they need to run them on instagram a lot more mm-hmm. but I, it seems like facebook is a place where people buy yeah actually
1: like data shows that you get way more purchases on facebook
0: like percentage wise, like how many more do you think convert on Facebook?
1: Yeah, I mean, it that's that's going to be different, obviously, like account to account, product to product. But the the vast majority of the data shows like there are way more people purchasing on Facebook than there are on Instagram. Instagram is is still fire for like organic and growing an audience and all those things. But when it comes to ads, I mean, I definitely recommend the strategy of like testing and figuring out which works better for your product, your your offer. But for sure, like historically facebook there are way more purchases
0: and which is interesting because i think a lot of people go around saying facebook's dead like and and they feel like they (laughs) tell that to the
1: two billion people who are on it
0: right right (laughs) and everyone's like the younger generation i know like my my sister's the youngest sibling i have she's 18 she has a facebook but i know a lot of her friends aren't on it but like i feel like it is far from dead because i have I mean, in my network marketing business, there's a lot of middle-aged women on our organization, and some of the posts I put on Facebook get just as much, if not more, engagement than I get on Instagram.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about your audience, right? Like, I 100% agree. Like, my youngest brother, he's 19. He does not have a Facebook. He has an Instagram, a Snapchat, a, Twi- a Snapchat, Snapchat, sorry, and a Twitter, um, but he doesn't have Facebook, but my mom, my stepmom, my dad, my stepdad, my uncle, my aunt, my grandma, all of them have Facebook and all of them get on it every single day. None of them have an Instagram. None of them have a TikTok. None of them have a Snapchat. Facebook is like, people want to say Facebook is dead because you can't like organically grow like you could at one point. But Facebook's not an organic growth site Facebook is about stuff that you do with your friends Mm. that's what literally the whole platform is about is like connecting with friends and Instagram is a different platform it's about finding new content finding things that you like same with TikTok and so it's not necessarily like one platform is dead or another platform is dead it's just like different people use different platforms for different things and at the end of the day Facebook has twice as many people as any other platform like, and that's just a fact, there's 2 billion people on Facebook. Like, and it's not even close. I think Instagram's like 1.3 now, um, that, that are on there, but still, so yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, I hear the same thing too, that people are like, Facebook's dead. Facebook is dead. I'm like, no, Facebook is just a different platform than the needs that you are looking for right now.
0: Mm. I love that explanation. That's awesome. In terms of platforms right now, where do you see TikTok heading?
1: i mean it seems to be bro it seems like it's killing it it seems like they're doing all right um i know that they've had all those legal troubles with you know china and trump and you know, almost getting shut down but i i think they're they're through all that stuff now i mean i i don't know man it seems like kids really 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 like it and it seems that they prefer to look at that kind of content on tiktok as opposed to like ig reels but i guess we'll just see we'll see if if ig reels just becomes to tiktok what ig stories became to snapchat it just ended up jacking half the people off the platform but it might happen with tiktok it might not we'll just have to see i think a lot of people are um i think when you speak about the younger generation they're like they don't see instagram as like cool maybe or it, it just there's a lot of bs on instagram that they don't like and so that's why tiktok is like this new thing that people like i mean it'll probably end up doing the same way that Snapchat is like Snapchat's still around. Like it still exists and has a user base, but it's nowhere w- what it used to be. And I think that the same thing will probably end up happening with TikTok, just going off what's happened before.
0: Right. And, and you know, they're on to something, <laughs> no pun intended real, uh, because Instagram <laughs> has stepped in and made their freaking middle button reels. Right. So it's like, yeah. you know, they're onto something here. It's tough for me and i've like i have a, a tiktok account and i've made reels and i love the organic reach that's created through reels it's crazy like what yeah. like audience you can reach on instagram to that but just applying it to business like i'm having a disconnect with tiktok yeah, like the, figuring out how to the,
1: the thing that sucks are all the fucking super corny ones where it's like here's three ways to build your email list and it's just somebody like standing there pointing at three things mm. like super corny i think that like there can be some really cool, you can make really, well, I guess no pun intended again, you can make really <laughs> cool real content. Um, it's just when, when it seems like right now everyone's like, okay, I have to figure out how to use this reels thing. So I'm just going to do what everybody else is and just point at shit and just mm-hmm. be like, instead of making an, a piece of infographic content like they used to do, right? I think it's just the evolution of the infographic. Um, and so, you know, if you, I, I I'm, I'm going to start actually doing reels more, um, just cause I think that obviously the organic reach is super cool and I think some cool stuff, but I, it won't be anything like me pointing. It'll just be cause like, I think Gary V does a good job of this. It's like the cutouts of like his speeches and shit and it's all zoomed in on him, super high quality. Like that's dope. But the whole pointing at shit is weak, and so I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna try. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try out the the reels thing, but more down that lane.
0: What I feel with stuff like reels and like how my mindset on it is, is like I think everyone, no matter what you're branding yourself as, you need to find something that's unique to you. So, for example, there's obviously millions of authors out there, and everyone's got the same boring shit they put out. So I'm like, <laughs> let's make some funny fucking videos, like light our books on fire, like, like facts, crazy stuff.
1: Do you want to talk about scroll stoppers? A book on fucking fire. Like that's a scroll stopper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's like you do stuff like that. And that's kind of how I approach reels. I'm like, all right, if I focus strictly on entertainment and just capturing people's attention, I don't need to be like how to create a book or how to start a business or how to start. But it's just like create stuff that people stop and watch. Then they're going to go back to your profile. Then you have everything there that. Yeah,
1: um, I I think what you just said is a really, really good point. I think that in a world where everyone is looking for some sort of like tip or trick or hack or growth strategy or system or some shit at the end of the day, when it comes to content, you got to realize the end of the day, all you're trying to do is entertain people, you're trying to entertain them or teach them something that they're going to find valuable. And, and I am not trying to plug myself at all, but I did make a video about like the only two things that you need to grow an audience. And it's number one, and this is the hard part, content that they give a shit about right? That's difficult. Figuring out your audience, figuring out what they want, figuring out what they like, figuring out the value that you can provide to them, all those things, and then creating content that encapsulates all that. And then number two is just a way to make sure that they actually see the fucking content that you make. And that's, you know, ads or promotions or, 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 you know, a paid promotion on a really big page or whatever system you want to use for distribution. But those are the two things you need. It's content they give a shit about and A way to make sure that they see it and and I I know that I feel like I got off on a kind of a a tangent here like on a side bit but you know when you talk about content like that's the thing that everyone is trying to figure out some hack or system for it's just you got to figure out what people want to fucking see and you got to figure out a way to make it that's it and in any any tip for your fucking hashtags is not gonna is not gonna combat that like you have to have that or all the rest of it is is not gonna make any sense and that's why shit like this is my three ways to build your email list pointing at shit that's why it's like maybe that'll get you a couple likes maybe that'll get you a couple of views but at the end of the day that's not shit people care about and until you make shit people care about and want to see you're gonna have a really really hard time getting people to buy your shit, getting people to watch your shit, getting people to do anything with you until you actually give them something that's valuable.
0: Right. And I think it goes back to like, we were talking about, you got to play the game to win the game. And like, it's not really more so about being authentic or not, but it's like, if you can put out content, like people are, for the most part, I feel like going, like you said, they're trying to get something of like value that they can take away or be entertained. I think the overwhelming majority is probably like I'm trying to be entertained by social media. It's a distraction. It's like, so if you can, play into that like figure out like something that you're passionate about or just it's unique about you and play it it's like I have so much fun out of all the content I make making those book skits and it's like I'm not I'm not even like trying to sell the book or like tell them what it's about like so most of it's so irrelevant but it's just funny and it gets people's attention it gets them like paying attention to you then it's like then you know you you put that you have your podcast up and they're like oh maybe I'll check this out this dude's like he's entertaining he's
1: funny let's see what he's got
0: here you know what I mean
1: 100%. And what I'm sure you've seen and and has been something that I've noticed myself is that The more that you just do stuff that you are just trying to help people, whether that's be valuable for them, be entertaining to them, the more that you focus on that and not just trying to push the shit out of whatever you sell or whatever you do, the more sales you're going to get, the more shares you're going to get, the more people who tell their friends about you, the more all of the things that you want your content to do will do a lot more of when you stop focusing on how does this bring me money and you start focusing on how the fuck do I get people to actually like this and want to watch it again
0: hmm spot on bro how about this is like what do you see as any limitations for ads on social media like is there certain businesses certain products certain circumstances where they just don't seem to work for people
1: i mean it's 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 the the short answer is no ads ads on social media are just the iteration of advertising that every business has needed since the beginning of of capitalism basically. Um, but there are certain circumstances where certain things work better for businesses than other uh, that- than, than other and, and for an example like if I'm a plumber like a local plumber here in Dallas it makes a lot more sense for me to focus my money on Google and SEO so then it does to run Facebook ads because when someone needs a plumber it's usually only in an emergency situation and so they're going to Google how do I you know best plumber in my area right now who can come to me they're not going to be on Facebook looking like oh hey a plumber like I should schedule a time to talk to this plumber about my plumbing needs that doesn't happen but with SEO it, it makes a lot of sense. And so that, I think that there are certain circumstances where certain platforms work better than other platforms. I think organic makes a lot of sense. There are certain times organic makes absolutely no sense. And so it really just depends on what you do. And I hate, I hate that the answer is like, it just depends. But really, that's the truth. And, and you know, it, it's funny because being in, in sales, it's an answer I have to give a lot. People say, how much does it cost? I'm like, well, it depends on X, Y, and Z. And people hate to hear that answer. But it's really the truth, man. There's no, there's no black and white, especially in advertising. So it's just about figuring out what your goal is, what you're trying to do, and then what the, the most advantageous way of getting there is.
0: Love it, man. I mean, it's, yeah, I I get how you can say it's an answer you don't want to give, but it it seems, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense.
1: It's the truth. I wish that it was like, yes, if you do this, do this. If you do this, do this. But like a thousand ways to skin a cat, my friend.
0: (laughs) Um, So I have one more question I want to ask you before that. Is there anything else you would like to share just about social media, branding yourself, like any last pieces, tips of advice, like anything you got?
1: Yeah, if you're not following Chef Boyar Stang, John Sankovich right here, you fucking up. That's the An episode advice over. I got. <laughs> that's the only most many advice
0: I got, my man. I love it. Episode done. We're we're mm-hmm. through. Um, so I actually so I asked this to everybody that comes on my show because it encapsulates my book, just kind of the message I preach and it's how the most important things we learn in life come from outside of traditional school. So Facts. if you had if you could pick one thing and I know it's hard to pick just one, what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned to help you succeed? That's come from outside of traditional school.
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think this one's going to be personal for me and it's, it might not apply to some people, which is cool. Um, but for me personally, like one thing, if you watch any of my content, I probably have displayed this in this conversation. I'm very passionate about the things that I care about. Um, I'm very much a guy who wears my heart on my sleeve, which can be really, really good, but it can also be a bad thing because in heated situations, I can get emotional or I can get, you know, over the top about things because I care so much about what I do. And so for me, the biggest thing I've had to learn is like keeping your emotions in check is one of the biggest things that will, at least for me, have a, a direct correlation on how far and how quickly I'm able to get to wherever success destination I'm trying to go Um, from talking to probably a thousand business owners this year. um, I can say that the ones who do the best are the ones who are unemotional about their decisions. The ones who know that there's going to be rough times that you have to go through in, in a business, but that's just, it is what it is and in your ability to navigate that is going to be, is going to be instrumental in in your outcomes and so yeah i mean the biggest thing for me is like really having a good control of of your emotions and not um i think that and this is again something that i do i don't know if anybody else does it but when i get in a bad mood or a negative mood i'm really quick to like let myself stay there let myself just be like oh well this guy fucked you over so it's okay if you spend the next hour pissed off about it um and that kind of stuff just like it don't fly like life is a bitch sometimes that's just reality and so if you're gonna sit there and sulk about it every time something goes bad well you're not really gonna have a very good a very good time all this yeah man so I could probably go on about that for another hour but I won't so yeah I'll just sum it up and say like your ability to control your emotions has a very very big impact on what the hell you're going to get out of this life.
0: Love it, man. I think that was an excellent answer. Uh, so Alex, <laughs> love having you on today. Ton of value. Fuck where yeah, man. I loved it. Where can people go to connect with you?
1: Yeah, man. Just hit me up on IG at Alex stuff, not Alex heart stuff, not Alex hair stuff, not Alex hot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> although I think that about myself sometimes. <laughs> just at Alex heart is where you can catch me on everything. I pretty much only do IG. So that would be the best place.
0: Awesome. And I'll put your, your handle down in the show notes to make it easier for people, but bro, again, thank you for hopping on. I'm excited to get this episode out there. And guys, if you're listening and you got value out of Alex and I's conversation, all we ask is just post us on your IG story, share it with a friend, drop us a rating and subscribe so that this can reach more people. We can help people, um, just level up and become the best version of themselves, which is what this podcast is all about. So thank you guys for tuning in today. And we will catch you on the next episode. Later, everybody.